Okay, so thank you guys. Um, we're going to be talking about family today and over the next uh, couple uh, weeks, three weeks in particular, including today. Um, don't mind the microphone as we do this. So today what we're going to look into is the overarching roles within family. And the idea is we want to build family biblically. And so we've talked about that in months past, and we've referenced often the spirit of Detroit, that statue down, downtown that says uh, that the, the artist conveys that the, um, the God, I can't remember, but the idea is that the community is built on the strength of family. And as God's people, we have the privilege of tapping into the biblical patterns of how he created family to operate, and um, but also to be infused with the Holy Spirit to walk those things out. So to understand the word and the principles, but also to have the life of God. So our faith is that over the next few minutes, that what has been willed in heaven will register as we look at the word of God, register inside of our spirits that we can make adjustments and how many of you know, we just prayed for the new wine of God. How many of you know, it's not like there's this like move of the spirit thing over here, but then there's like this stuff over here having to do with like character and relationships. And it's like the two aren't related. No, 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 no. God wants to pour out a spirit upon a church that is built according to his word. Make sense? It's not just the wine. It's also the wine skin. And so we want to be people who follow Jesus in his original intent and so um, I'm trusting that I'm challenged. I'm trusting, honestly, that everyone in here would be challenged. Um, and so a challenge in a good way. Because if we're challenged by God, it's simply to disrupt what is of this world, that his, what's of his kingdom would, would come through. Good? So, Lord, we do ask you for that. We invite you to speak into our marriages, speak into our uh, relationships in family, and uh, have your way, God. So... Amen. So today I'm going to specifically emphasize, touch on the bigger picture, but specifically emphasize husbands and fathers. Uh, that will be helpful for everybody, but specifically looking at husbands and fathers. And I'm going to ask a lot of questions now um, of, to us as husbands and fathers to uh, ask ourselves challenging and probing questions. Next week, I'm going to be looking also, again, more at husbands and fathers, but from a, the, the specifically the leadership aspect, and, um, and more broadly going to be speaking over leadership principles. Is that making sense? So it would, it would apply to anyone in this room who is leading in any capacity or influencing. The next week, Minda is going to be sharing more on wives and, and mothers aspect, now, you can say, I'm not married, because there are several people in this room that aren't married. What does this have to do with me? Well, some of you will be married in the days to come. And let me tell you this, what we're about to share is some of the best premarital counseling uh, from the Word of God, not because I'm sharing it, but because it's the Word of God. Uh, and if I had meditated on these things before I got married at the ripe age of 21, it may have uh, you know, helped us out in the, uh, in the early days. So, so it's very relevant to a pre-marriage person. It's very relevant to a person who may have connections and relationships with somebody else who is married or getting married, that all of us would be aware of God's pattern and design, that we can help 
even if we're not married ourselves, we could help counsel another person or influence another person towards the ways of God as we have positive influence on it. Make sense? Good. So, biblical framework. <clears throat> so, first idea that I want to just bring it, uh, to us is that what is designed works best when it operates according to its design. So, um, if I, for example, like right now, it's a major trend about diet and everyone wants to get rid of gluten and everyone's wanting to get rid of preservatives and processed elements and everyone's wanting to get rid of sugar and rightfully so. Why? Because we are realizing, perhaps especially as an American culture, that we have consumed these things and our body isn't designed to, to receive. Sorry, I just saw Spider-Man looking at me and it was a little distracting. Uh, um, <laughs> our bodies are not designed for these things and when we consume gluten, sugar, preservatives the result can be obesity, cancer, etc. The idea is can we arbitrarily just eat whatever we want and expect for our body to operate? No. The whole thing is there is a design, there is a designer and it's not up to us, the designed to choose how we operate it's already been designed for us. The beauty is that the one who designed us is full of love and has good intentions. So we can trust his design, but we don't have the luxury of just choosing whatever way we want to operate and expecting the results to be optimal. The same thing would be <clears throat> going into territory that maybe I ought not go to, but, but uh, because I'm not a mechanic, but if you put petrol, I mean it's petrol, we put diesel fuel into a gasoline engine. I understand the fuel injection as well as the engine ultimately um, can get messed up. Not a good idea. Why? Because the designer of the engine didn't design it for diesel. Same thing would be um, when you don't give, you know, studies have shown actually that, that apes, let's say, who babies who don't receive physical touch from their parents Certainly the same would be for humans who receive a lack of physical touch, end up receiving or, or, or having psychological issues. Why? Because we're designed with a built-in need for physical affection and love and attention. There, the whole idea that I'm trying to say is that there is a design, and uh, we want to find out God's design for family and live according to that. American culture right now and I know that this is a hot topic. We're probably in a safe church zone right now. But um, to say these things, American culture has, for the last few decades, been trying to redefine what the original way of God is for the family. And while we don't want to go back to some chauvinistic, suppressive way of doing family where men dominate, that's not God's design. It's not to say that the 1950s was heaven on earth. It's not at all to say that. It, but it is to say that, for example, a woman who has been suppressed by men, her freedom doesn't come by trying to be every man can be. Men have been called to be, women women called to be. And the idea is impress anybody to liberate people in fullness of what they've been called to do. I, uh, maybe I'm getting a little off the subject, but can I say my wife? My wife has God-given leadership 
abilities that I do not have. I, and yet I'm called to lead her. She, she's not trying to dominate my goal, my role as her husband to say, but I'm the leader according to scripture, so back down and get to know your place, woman. <laughs> Actually to say, I have the responsibility, the God-given responsibility to serve her and to help in an atmosphere where she can flourish in everything that she's been called up into work. So suppressing, it's not about anything like that. It is, though, about responsibilities. And that's what we want to get into here. If you'll read with me, Ephesians 5, 22 uh, through the end of the chapter, verse 29, 33, excuse me. So Ephesians 5, wives, submit to your own husband as Lord. You don't find that written in CNN very well. The husband is the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is right, so let wives to their husbands everything. Husbands, before you start thinking, this is your woman, husbands, love your wives as Christ so the church gave self her, that he might sanctify and cure what she loved about her, that he might send her to himself, a glorious thing, that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands love him as in Boston, he uses what's himself, for no hated his own foot nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord, the church. But how the Lord only loved the church? The cross. Complete solicitor. The eyeball is driving infancy. For we are members of the body of his bones. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to a conflict. This is a great mystery, but I start to chapter the But in of you, in so his wife, the wife see that she respects her. So you, one of the rear, according to what we just read, one eye, two that speaks to her, number one, submit to them, and in the nature of this mystery that Paul is painting, we submit to us as to the Lord. Now, I do know that in a particular passage, when as we're talking to Jesus, ask him, I think, if a man's married to a woman and dies, and then she marries a brother, and he dies, and his brother, who is going to be married to her in the resurrection? And Jesus says something amazing. He says, none of them, because you will not be given, in, nor will you be marriage in the resurrection. The ire, my friends, had this romantic idea of forevermore are we married. Minda and I are not going to be married in heaven. Neither of these two, none of you, will be married to Jesus. And 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 as <laughs> we have to Jesus, and everything on earth is, is being faithful of the eternal of the marriage this pattern of sin being prepared for that and God give us a that's wonderful and it's still death to us except it's all faithful with principles that we'll live in to a church first submit to husband as to the Lord that's the picture is Jesus is saying if you want lives if you want to abide within this earth according to my submit as you need because this is a picture that I am giving you to live in my order in my ways. And then second for the uh, wife, to resurrect their husbands. You see, 30, husband, you play have one role. We have one role. And it's to turn it to love. Of course, that word is not the, is the meaning of like romantic love. It's agape. It's, sa it's sacrificial love. Love your wife. Again, it's out. The wives of men Husbands to love their wives as Christ the church. In principle, in this earth, be paired for this ended. This man is mortal. It does have a end period. It's pairing a relationship that we will have on into eternity as a bride.
husbands being peaceable to live the pulpit of Christ's love, that's our responsibility. And can I say that is all? So let's look at some. Uh, let me share a story, and then we'll look at some takeaways quickly. So you have been if you've never heard of it, you probably have. But uh, you, outside of me, you will never hear of it. And um, <clears throat> trained in the and then we walked to the full staff of the church. I was the espadic. And during this time, Minda had, and Minda will probably share this, this uh, later on, if her version, my takeaway, my version. Uh, during this time, Minda's mom, Nita, had several dreams of us getting divorced. And she called Minda, is there anything wrong? No, mom. There's and then she had another dream, us getting divorced. Minda, are you sure? The thing I keep this dream, you're getting divorced. And I think it may have been time that began to realize that in that time, she had pushing for us to do specifically, I think at that time it was to move to South Africa and minute up feeling raw. She was feeling this need, this and this restless. Whenever she was with me, I felt as though it was there's something of this that's of the Lord. I, I witnessed with it in my spirit, but I didn't feel as though we it's time. We feel that thing inside of me that knew what with it today. It didn't feel quite right. I feel like there's something of God that and so when she did recall, she began to realize, I'm divorcing my hut, I'm from my place in my space. I'm putting to make my husband rather than having that with God's pattern and design. So play. Actually, the other part of the story, one went away a ministry team tonight. And while I was gone, Minda, I can't remember why I make things home. She's off and heard entirely in the house mice call her name. And she said it didn't alarm her. She just kind of wondered how how did I get into the house? Because I have a house and how did I get in without her noticing me entering the house. So she went back and she looked for me. I wasn't there. And immediately when she kind of surveyed the house, she realized, remember why? Same cross a young child being called and it was Eli, who was a father to him. And uh, but it was he was being Eli Samuel was raised into the world and he kind of raised by when he heard this voice that was happened. and he shared the story, a lot of you have the story. So it was looking through the how real thing going to the root voice, husband, which is a scary feeling. The idea is God was wanting to enact this thing for her to drive, push out of her restlessness something that's of God. It wasn't just her carnal, there's a valid all that is in this room. But she was going to face me to this significant in order to feel like we're doing something out of this faith for really to feel like all the trying to break that out of God's time and husband of not grief. And so she and her husband, so he, I was mad. It wasn't like I was like upset with her. I just was in her. But you may fight to sit yourself on if you tuss, if you out, you'll bring up and it's going to be green. We trip, as you know, a few years later. God spoke to me and I'm new and filled with the knowledge. God was thinking on me. I want her to know. So she ultimately got what she wanted, but when she did, it wasn't out of a need. That need had been justified. It was ending to God's order and it was blessed. And the will of just like Abraham tried to birth, uh, you know, try to make the happening. That's what wives, according to that, and husbands, I want to encourage well, that same God. Who often asked words of Paul from Ephesians, the same God who came up with a design and pattern for the family, was the same God who, in that instance, was communicating with my wife to say, I'm speaking to you through your covering. I don't have alter plan B for you, Minda. I have designed marriage to operate this way. You come into alignment with my principles and ways, and the thing will happen. 
you try to wrestle and make it happen yourself, then you're losing it. And we all want it to be according to God's ways. So it takes, actually, husbands, leadership is worthless. We are leadership. Looking at what leadership means in this world, is you have everybody to do according to what your wishes and pleasure is. Leadership in the kingdom is not that way. Leadership in the kingdom is putting the will of the king and the fit of the people. It doesn't matter what your will is, what benefits you. It's the will of the king, and whatever his will is, is the ultimate benefit of the people. Leadership is selfless. It has nothing to do with you. It's not for your or like that. And so let's establish, as we define the husband, the husband is the leader of the of state, position, self-responsibility, not primary privilege, not lording over. So Mark 10, 4, 10, 43 through 5, I'll read that quickly. Jesus, yet it not be so among you who are those of this far, living earth according to the kingdom of heaven. This is like whoever should be you, be your servant. of you dares to be first, shall be able for you. Son of Jesus, I'm to be served, but to serve in the grants for men. Nineties pick man coming home from work, and he props himself up, and he gets his tobacco pipe, and he gets his whatever, and he sits down, and you know, gives food, and then whatever else the, the picture's not necessarily what this looks like. I'm not belittling your husband, you know, this is, um, yeah, but uh, it's not your wife, your opinion, your, your stuff. Verse 25, let's look at this. Your authority in giving health. Verse 25, Ephesians 5. Husband, love your just as Christ, a rich, and gave himself up for her. That's the picture of how a husband is to love a wife. Let me ask a question for husband. And husband asks you, pat the taste, write it down if you need to. This is we're going to, for the remainder of this morning, train to us all sins. Are they based on what is comfortable with us to us? What is will? Are they we the head house of the leader based on our interests? Or they on God's regardless of condition? Do I or do I in That may be, but it's leadership. Do I turn a blind eye in the things that are difficult within the family? Ultimately, the husband is responsible, father responsible. Okay, secondly, move on. Is, so, firstly, was in, to all this leaderships, every God can be selfless. But secondly, leadership without them is leadership. Where are you? Husbands lead by them. Now, let's get to 26 28 so you can see what I'm saying. Jesus gave himself for the church, but look at this that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church. This sounds like when Jesus went to the cross and he gave himself up for the church, that he did so with a vision of what would happen as a result. It wasn't just sacrifice for the sacrifice sake. It was he saw something and headed in that direction, and that direction took him to a cross. But it was for the joy set before him that he endured the cross. So it is with husbands, according to this biblical pattern, that we are leading a family in a vision. There's a vision for our family that is rooted not just in our wonderful ideas of what we think. No, it comes out of a relationship with God where he reveals what he wants. So this whole leadership is predicated of husbands and fathers is predicated on the principle that we ourselves are following and that being the head of the church. 
and perhaps even being led within the church with biblical leadership. But first and foremost is our own relationship with Jesus, that he might present to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So ought husbands to love their wives. So leadership is with a vision. So I'm going to ask a couple more questions to you husbands. Penetrating questions. What is your vision for your wife? Now when I say that, what I mean is, is there a picture inside of your heart of what my wife looks like, well taken care of, healthy, having what she needs, What is that picture? Can I say maybe another way of asking that is where are you taking her? Her, the person. Or does she look beat up and disappointed and, and let me make this clear, the husband can be doing his job perfectly and the wife can still be... <laughs> Yes. But even then, that is even still your responsibility to tend to. Can't just say, oh, well, she's just, I can't, you know, just won't do it. Even, even if she's unhealthy and, and, and you've done everything you can, it's still, she is your responsibility. She's not her own responsibility. I hope that makes sense. I'm not trying to say she has no response, she definitely has a responsibility as a, as a child of God, but she is in the will of God, your responsibility. Question is, what are her needs? Where does she need your help? What are her needs? Does she have a middle tank things that may be filled by me? Does she have other needs? What are her needs? If we're leading something, we have to be aware of what it is that we lead. All husbands to lead say that, as I said a few ago, you must be seeing God's vision and following his leadership. So let me let me make this that why my responsibility is not my ministry. People get that wrong. And this whole thing of like unfair whatever. Show me the chapter and verse. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that there's not wisdom in that, but if you're living your life through that sieve, I, let's look at how God intended this thing. God created Adam, and he put Adam in a garden, and he created the earth. And then he brought the necessity of the help meet, as the Bible says. You can even say uh, the true Hebrew word is actually help against, which is to say that Adam by himself would perhaps be like this, and Eve comes along with a... a a, 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 a complementary thing to, 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 to make Adam, who by himself would be, would be imbalanced. It's, all, it's all actually kind of like a help against, but help meet whatever you want to say. And he put the two in the garden, and he gave them a commission to multiply and subdue and have dominion. That was the man. Not the wife. And not the husband. They are to perform roles for each other within the context of fulfilling a higher picture that is above and beyond just them. I'm sorry? And he said it was very good. So your wife is not your ministry. 
we can't make this thing about our little household and we have to have this thing perfected before we can start doing our ministry. No, we are doing ministry while taking care of each other. You can't do one at the expense of the other. Now, you better not go do ministry while your wife is suffering from depression. I have a friend who actually went to go take Europe by storm, and his wife was literally clinically depressed back home in South Africa. Bro, like, not wise. (laughs) But on the other hand, if all we're doing is continuously trying to make sure that we're healthy, and it's all in the context of what God's called you. So... All questions to ask husbands got a more to way. Are you in maintenance mode? Is there a vision of dominion, subduing, multiplying something that is in the is something out there that it helps do on a day basis as a family towards that end? Are we maintaining or we live towards something of God's instinct? God is responsible to be the the near large. It's not to say the way significant. I know God knows Minda is however my my boys. But ultimately the hut had leader doing this. Are you in maintenance? Second question in this little section. How is God leading you? In other words, if if you can't answer what God's speaking to you, leading you in, how are you gonna lead your family? How is God leading you and are you leading your family there? The best thing that we can do for our children, where this is concerned, there are so many American families, or maybe I could say middle-class families throughout the Western world, where increasingly the family revolves around soccer and the school and the this and the that. And, and, and the, 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 the call gets put on because we got to take care of Timmy. And I'm not saying there isn't values things, but what I think that we do for our kids is to not put them on the side and know the call of God is more important than you. So you just kind of bring the training for them to know how to live in this So how is God leading you? And another thing I'll ask ourselves is, are we seeking God's word in terms of our leadership families? Looking and depending on the word of God for God to speak something so can be leading me Seeking God's word, our leader decisions are really based on biblical principle. And a uh, a lady who I've I've mentioned a few times. Her name is Chanel Rousseau. She'll we have the privilege of being on the twenty fifth of November, right? The Sunday after Thanksgiving, whatever that is. And she is she is I, I don't like puff people up. She really is a full prop. She has the grace to equip the saints into the prophetic, and she's such a wonderful, humble, who has amazing prophetic. She's spoken things into our life that's been amazing. And the profoundic words she has, strings that she shared, uh, every critical um, in our lives. And this word she, she thinks is prank with. And um, she gives a call, and that's going to add and not call, go to place, or, you know, and that kind of thing, not to, to go and do like what we just did in South Africa. That it's important. She, and she even said, I know that there are expenses involved, but it's important to bring your boys as much as possible because you're going to be training them in what you do. And so, and believe me, when I heard that, I was like, okay, like, I don't even know how I would anxious, let's get my boys. But we have trusted God, and God has made, I mean, it's nothing short of miraculous, the amount of time able to take translocally. And in those moments, when it's come to the question, should we or should we not try to bring the boys, it never makes sense 
But there's something of, I feel like God has spoken to us and directed us that I make that decision based not on what I feel, what I see on the but what I get that God's saying, being stirred by something that God to us in the past. Does that make sense? That is us live in God and not just try to make it man and God. This thing operates by faith and love. We're to live all God to be living and seeing God's word from Scripture, whatever way that God be through it, can lead our families not by our thoughts. <clears throat> and then last question, is my feeding my family, perhaps spirit, because is my wife in the feed as a result of me? I can remember when we were pastoring, or the associate pastor in the church in, in Georgia, we would have corporate prayers and it like it, it was then to have any group or pray. And then I would talk to the men of the Bible with the Lord. She's just such a precious, she's such a, I just, I just look up to her for her relationship with the Lord. She has this thing and I'm like, okay, that sounds nice, but like lead. <laughs> Get your own relationship. And, and honestly, that's being harsh and that kind of thing, but who knows why that wasn't there, but what I'm saying is while maybe some of our wives have a more intimate space, more of an affectionate thing or a different type of relationship, who knows, with the Lord, we are called, the number one responsibility of leading our family is our own relationship with the Lord of following Him. And so is our lead the faith simply because of a void Let's fill that void and bring one black hat to the picture that we are taking responsibility. Something to do with the wasp. Not really, if we will for time's sake uh, now. Just mentally, is that wives have influence and um, can't come issue that influence in the cost of husband. So my wife has tremendous influence, but the, for example, our sending to South Africa, ultimately that came back with less God in a position of being willing to submit herself to me. Not because I need it, just because it's the biblical pattern design. Let me, let me mention this, by the way. When, when God tells the children to obey children, your, your parents in the Lord, it's all connected to your relationships at every level, husbands, wives, you're in the Lord. It doesn't matter if they're all on this, the person that she's going to find a not to submit to me, not to me. It doesn't take away her responsibility to do that. I'm going to find reason to not love her. It doesn't take away from my responsibility to do that. Does that make sense? If you, in spite of your partner's failures, will do part, I bless it. You don't have to win. And, and what will happen, it happens when in a place, otherwise we can become uh, who, who used her husband's authority to influence and manipulate him to get done what she wanted and uh, and God actually brings that up in Revelations when he's speaking to the to the churches that uh, one of the things that he had against one of the churches, Smyrna, I can't remember which one it was, uh, that, that they tolerated that woman Jezebel who called herself a prophet. Anyways, I'm going to get into all that. So, I guess questions for why do you push and pressure your husbands which can manipulation or sit influence?
That doesn't you communicate your thoughts, that you don't need to hurt any. At the end of the day, if somebody leader, I need to be okay. It's okay with sex or no. And God can change. Husband said, no, I don't him. And he will you for honoring him. God's first of all come in yielding to God's design. So last thought, and we'll end here. Just want to make this clear. People are going to one day. Please just everything in the family. While there is a use and the, and the, the wife slash mother has responsibilities, get to those later. And as a leader, things are awesome. If this is a problem, I just sell why you, if things are not just, if, if life is used, I say, every the family falls upon the leader. And I, uh, as you know, in here, I gave Adam and told Eat of the food, through, eat first, eventually, in a way that wasn't good. Uh, but who does the New Testament hold responsible for this? Romans 4, death reigned from Adam to those not in a lot of depression. Not Eve. Why? He was responsible. That hasn't changed. The thing before. If our wife comes to us with a an idea and the the voice of, of hell is speaking through her and we ask, cannot her. We have the responsibility of our family. We're the gatekeepers. The or and, and that kind of thing. Take responsibility is the ask that we take to get families. Ask the elements up here that every family um, take this morning, take me another. So go ahead and get these now, kind of lead us through how we can do that. I'm sorry? I'm going to talk to that. Yeah, families, and if you're single, go ahead and get the elements, and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll run that through, run through how we're going to approach. Just go ahead and everybody get the elements. Go back, be with your families. If you're single, you can go back. And for this particular moment, yourself and the Okay, so I'm just going to give a little instruction here. For the families, um, this is a moment. I just want to invite everybody, as we're partaking of bread and body of Jesus, which is in the same way that Jesus gave up everything for us, we and making a death with him. And we're giving ourselves up. And in this particular context, I want to ask that we be acknowledging as families the roles that were called. So every husband in the room, every wife to the role that you're taking and every child to honor and to obey your, your parent, not role taking and if you need to make rights moments, them with members of your family, good for your um, sing this moment. When you this a moment of acknowledging your your role as a child of God and to uh, consecrate yourself with his with his bride. Is your, your role. Let's go ahead and take partake as a family.
reality is for whatever the circumstances. Sometimes we find ourselves in situations where the family isn't um, a court and justified like rough. Um, single. So I just want to say, or he do like something wrong, but you know, just doesn't have a wife or, or children. But I want specifically more of even just a father and a husband that God is that in a very real way for you and church body can also be something of that. And so we want to commit all your family um, to, to be mentioned that wants to be in your life. And we, so Lord, we thank you for your being guys to agree together that we would live according to the biblical design. It's as much as in Detroit by the Spirit to live in church, live in His ways and build health strong, robust. And so Lord, we do ask that there's a highway you want through our families, our houses, our neighborhoods, our workplaces, that you would manifest yourself. We pray for every weak place that needs to be strengthened in the families of this church. We pray, God, that you would intervene, that you would be real, would raise those places where they Jesus' name, amen.